Again, I am attempting to fulfill my challenge on the Psalms. Have you accepted the challenge? If not, I again would challenge you this Sunday to use the Psalms in your devotions. For Christmas is coming and we're waiting. Just as we're waiting for Christ's final return, how are you doing with your waiting? Are you waiting in joyful expectation? And if not, what is sapping your joy? Anxiety? Dread? Family tension? Psalm 80 is all about family tensions and how people look at the family. And then for you to bring it in prayer. The psalm begins, Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock. Well, what do you know about Joseph? Well, he's the son of Jacob from his beloved Rachel. And you know how <laughs> Jacob was tricked in marrying Rachel, or I should say marrying Rachel's older sister, Leah. So in order to have the love of his life, he went ahead and worked seven more years for Rachel to be also his wife. Well, Rachel and Leah get into a competition about having children. Leah wins the first rounds. The two women then have trouble conceiving, and Jacob, or so they give Jacob their handmaidens. Well, finally a son is born to Rachel. And this we won't know as Joseph. This is the kind of family that Joseph is born into. And that didn't end the family trouble as well. You know the trouble didn't stop there. Joseph is dad's favorite son from his favorite wife. And that didn't set well with Joseph's older ten half-brothers. They first plan to kill him. But then Reuben, Reuben intercedes and throws, they throw him down in a well. Joseph rots away in the well and they feast until the opportunity comes to sell him to slavery. And you know the rest of the story. Family strife, it didn't end there. Look at verse 2. Before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, Stir up your might and come to save us. Ephraim and Manasseh as Joseph's two sons. But then we have jo then we have Benjamin stuck right between them. Benjamin being Joseph's brother. You see, each would inherit a part of the land of Canaan. But because of King David's grandson, King Rehoboam, the true tribes of Manasseh and Ephraim, they'll have nothing to do with the southern kingdom. At first, the tribe of Benjamin goes ahead and joins the ones in the north, but then changes its mind and joins the south, and then divides half to the north, half to the south, because Jerusalem resides in the southern part of Benjamin. You have heard that a house cannot stand that's divided against itself. And this was true for the southern kingdom and the northern kingdom as well. 
The Assyrians come from the north and threaten the northern kingdom. No wonder, as you go to Psalm 80, now 4 through 6, how long will you be angry at your people's prayers? You've fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears to drink full measure. You've made them an object of contention for our neighbors and our enemies laugh among themselves. The psalmist is desperate about his family. God, listen. What family tensions are you experiencing as you prepare for the coming of the Lord? How are you approaching them? Psalm 80 helps us direct our concerns to the one who can really do something about them and will do something about them. Notice how the psalmist addresses God in verse 1. O shepherd of Israel, who lead Joseph like a flock. There's that shepherd theme, the leading, the guidance, the caring, the seeking of the lost, the binding up of the wounded. But the psalmist doesn't stop there. You are enthroned upon the cherubim shine forth. Remember the Ark of the Covenant with the two cherubim? This is a temple talk. Temple language. But that's not the, what the religion has become in the north. They have idols in Samaria. The calves of Benjamin and Bethel. Excuse me, Dan and Bethel. The temple nestled in the southern part of Benjamin. You see, now religion divides this family, this family of Israel. The psalmist doesn't want the afflicted sides of the family to go down with the ship. In fact, the psalmist sees himself as a part of the family. This is the whole people of God. Stir up your might. Come to save us. Restore us, O God. Let your face shine that we may be saved. There is a big hole. There's a big hole, us there. To lose a part of the family is to lose a part of oneself. There are those who think that the composer Asaph was a Levite that had left the northern kingdom or maybe even had left the, from the tribe of Benjamin. You see, many Levites had left the north when the kingdom was divided to be faithful. If he was, he still had a heart for his family back in the north, just like King Hezekiah also had when they reinstituted the Passover. And so he invited the tribes of the north to come once again and to be a part of the Passover meal. Do you have that desire that your family could celebrate Christmas together again? And you look, a part of your family won't even associate because, or excuse me, won't be there because they don't associate with you. But there's also part of divided by religion and faith simply because of marriage or because of some other reason 
Is there still some true spark of faith but can't express itself? Are those that are wanting to be faithful but the family circumstances hinder them? The psalmist's heart says, yes. Our heart goes out to them and our prayers continue for them. We don't want to lose them. Not only this, we see the danger because of our culture that wars against Christians, no matter what denomination you may find yourselves in. Psalmist not only addresses God as shepherd, but also the Lord of hosts. You hear the English word or the Hebrew word in the Sanctus, Lord God Sabaoth. Not Sabbath, but Sabaoth. Lord God of hosts. Lord God of armies. It's like when the prophet Elisha had his servant look up when this, they were surrounded by the armies. He said, look up in the sky. And the servant saw there the armies of the Lord that were more than the army that threatened them. There is hope. And so God, open our ears to see your promises. Go to verse 17 now. And let's read it together. But let your hand be on the man of your right hand, the son of man whom you have made strong for yourself. Who would be God's right-hand man? Well, that should be the king. The king rightfully anointed the son of David. If you have a historical, if we have the historical context right, this course would be Hezekiah, king of Judah. One couldn't help of the prophecy that was given to his father or his grandfather Ahaz in Isaiah 7:14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. This prophecy was against Ahaz and his unfaithfulness and the rejection of God's promised help. But for us, it has become the promise, the prophecy that God has not abandoned his people. For he has not abandoned us, he has fulfilled it in the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us, God's right-hand man and son. Oh, one more thing. Look at verse 3. Together, restore us, O God. Let your face shine that we may be saved. But if you go down to verse 7, it's repeated again. And then verse 7, uh, excuse me, verse 19, it's repeated again. A refrain over and over again. This is reflected in the benediction. You remember? The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord make it and give you peace. To have God's face to shine on you is to have God's blessing. To have his peace is to have shalom that is wholeness both in soul and in body. This benediction was a way of the high priest beginning with Aaron to place his name on God's people. 
And so God has placed his name on each one of us through the waters of baptism, making you a child of the Heavenly Father, beloved by him, rooted in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In him we have died to sin and raised to new life, just as we do each time we hear the absolution, the forgiveness of our sins after our confession, where we are now included in God's family. God's family is to be our first family, the family that we have in Christ. And what a blessing when others return who have strayed, who, have been, who were scared or hindered, especially those related to us. The psalm is a prayer of restoration. Christ has already reestablished your relationship with the Heavenly Father and continues to heal it so that you can reestablish and heal relationships with others. And there, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.